You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Good people of the world. What is up? It's Wesley Cass Clark. I'm here for another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition. Um, we got a really good episode prepared today, man. Um, a really good topic that I've been studying a lot. Uh, kind of just with the news and the media, but I've been studying this before. Um, just kind of by happenstance, but it just happens to make sense. So I want to share with you guys all the knowledge that I've been learning, and then hopefully you can apply some of this to your to your life and your business uh, to save you guys some trouble, right? So what we want to talk about is recession-proofing your business, right? We hear a lot about recession-proof or recession this, recession that in the news. What should we do? And recession is the big, scary R word that everybody does not want to hear, right? But there's good news. There's such thing as recession-proofing your business, but the key to this is that you have to do this early. You have to do this early, you have to do this quickly, and you have to do this very strategically. So lucky for you, I'll walk you through the different steps. And as I'm speaking to you about this, this is something that we're currently doing uh, within our own company. So I was I was on the internet and uh, I saw Felicia Hatcher, shout out to Felicia. Uh, she posted a book and the book was by uh, Dan Kennedy, who is, I believe, a legendary, and he's like a coach, business coach, but I've read some of his things before. So I was, you know, let me look it up. It was called uh, How to uh, Market to the Affluent, like the number one guide, the no BS guide on how to affluent to the market, to the Sorry, to the market to the affluence, I believe it was called. Um, so anyway, I'm reading this book, and it's a very interesting concept of a book, right? A very interesting, but very simple when you think about it. So when you're going through the recession, what happens is that when the recession is announced on the news and the media, people get very timid. They get scared. Budgets start to get cut. People start to put their money back in their pockets, right? And so if you're on the payroll or if you are invoicing them monthly, there's a good chance that they want to have a conversation with you about maybe peeling back some of those uh, services or, you know, or just cutting you off totally. And that hurts many businesses, right? I've been there, done that during COVID. Not so much a recession, but very similar type of instance where people get afraid of spending. And then next thing you know, they look at their budget and they look at, all their monthly invoices and they're like, okay, what can go? And you have clients, maybe they're not as educated in the marketing process than others. They go, hey, let's cut out marketing, right? And then there you go. There's a monthly invoice that my business loses. And that happens at scale during a recession. So people get scared, right? And you, I mean, it's for good reason. I understand. So what this book is talking about is who are you speaking to? And there's a quote in here about if you sell to the poor, you will be poor also, right? If Johnny Appleseed only has two apples and then one day he decides that I can't give you any more apples, guess how many apples he's going to give you? Or he has to cut down on apples. He's probably going to give you zero because he only had two to begin with, 
But Johnny Appleseed on the right, if he had 10 apples and he had to cut back on giving you apples, guess what? He he could still come down a little bit because he had 10 to begin with. He has a few more apples to work with and cut down on, right? And so that example may be poor, which it is, (laughs) sorry, but it's, you know, you talk about in the in the families, right? So if there's a family who owns a mom and pop shop down the street, right? They shop at Walmart. They drive a Toyota Camry family car. And there's nothing wrong with Toyota Camrys because, you know, they're beautiful now. But we're talking about just economically. So Toyota Camry, modest car, lives in a modest home. You know, kids go to public school in the area. This and that. Wife still works. And, uh, you know, the husband... Mr. Johnny owns the business, right? Now, when this recession happens, they don't have so much discretionary income to work with, right? They're already pinching pennies month to month, trying to succeed to the next level, trying to manage their business on a daily basis, right? So if you are, you know, a servicer of theirs and they're a client of yours, you're most likely going to feel the effects of the recession really quickly because they're going to pull back immediately on your services. Now, if you take the Johnson family on the other side of town where, you know, they live in a, you know, a large home, right? Uh, wife and dad or wife and, and husband both drive Mercedes. Um, they shop at Whole Foods and the children attend a private school or nowadays even more, they, t- they attend a community school <laughs> that the neighbors literally hired a private teacher to come every day to teach their kids, right? That's their family. They have a little bit more discretionary income to spend, right? For example, there's uh, school shootings, there's all kinds of things going on at schools, right? Teacher shortages that people and parents are not happy with. So if you do have discretionary income, you can go hire a private teacher, right? Put your money together with your neighbors and then in someone's backyard, a private teacher can literally, you know, teach your student, teach your kids, right? But if you have the income, you can do those type of things. So same thing goes with business. If they are making, you know, say they're $10 million, $10 million, $10 million business per year. $10 million, right? That's their revenue. If they have to cut down and say they're spending you, or they're spending on you, say, $5,000 a month in marketing, they may get a little timid. They may get a little scared. But their fear level is nowhere near as high as the other, the other family on the other side of the town because they know they have some cushion to work with. Right. So their kids are still going to go to school, still going to go to private school, still going to have tutors. Their wife still going to drive that Benz. Their house still going to be the same. They're still going to go to Whole Foods. They're not going to go to Walmart. Now, where they might cut is within the business. Right. So they're paying you five thousand dollars a month for marketing or Jay's here. Matter of fact, Jay, say you do videos for this family, you know, weekly and they're paying you, I don't know, say a thousand dollars a week for, for the videos. We may say, hey, Jay, um, we may have to cut down and do two videos per month, right? So your your income just went from four grand a month to two grand. But you know what that is? It's better than zero. So I say all this to say you have to market to the affluent people of the world. That is the only way that your business can be totally recession-proof because even if you get cut, you still survive and you still not only survive, but you still do well, 
So you may ask, okay, how do I affluent to how do I market to affluent people? That's what we're going to get into. All right, there's a few different pieces of this, so we'll be as strategic as possible uh, in the short amount of time that we have. Change your messaging. So many business as a marketer, I see this many times. You're talking to everyone. You're speaking to everyone. Your brand is speaking to everyone. Your brand does not have a defined message for a defined audience. Okay? Who is your audience? What type of people are they? Where do they shop? What do they do for a living? Those people, you need to find that, build out that audience, right? I would suggest literally taking a pen, paper, and what I like to do is I put put together avatars for my audiences, just like what we did with the families. Where do they shop? What do they drive? How much money do they make? Where do they work? That whole thing. How many kids do they have? And once you start putting together those details of that avatar, you can create a better educated uh, graph of exactly what makes this person tick, right? So let's take um, if your audience is an older audience, they're boomers, right? We know boomers don't care so much about tech. They don't care so much about convenience. So trying to market a, you know, a SaaS company to them is not really going to be beneficial for you. But what's beneficial for them is health, right? Because a boomer wants to live longer, right? So let's market health to them. Let's market, let's market something that's going to extend your life or uh, elevate your life experience, right? So if I can offer you, uh, if I'm, let's say if I'm uh, marketing clothing to boomers, they don't care about the latest trends. They don't care about the latest styles. What they care about is comfort, <laughs> comfort. Do you have the best sweater? Okay. What makes this sweater better than everybody else? What's the, what's the cotton count? If that's the thing, <laughs> you know, what's the materials on this? Why should I spend my money on this rather than going down the street to this? So it's all about finding out who your, your audience is, right? For me, I'm all about convenience. I'm a 32 year old black man in America, right? I'm in entrepreneurship. So you talking to me about business and you talking about you talking to me how you can make my business more effective, right? For a cheap for a cheap cost or not cheap, but a, a budget friendly cost for a software or some kind of convenient opportunity. I'm probably going to figure I'm trying to see what you're talking about, right? I'm going to be interested at nonetheless. So Find out who your audience is. So for me, you tell Uber Eats, right? They give me all the time. I hate Uber Eats, but somehow they take my money every, at least a couple times a month, Jay. I hate it. But you told me convenience. I'm a busy dude. I have a family. I have a child. Nine o'clock at night, the last thing I want to do is cook. I love cooking, but sometimes you're tired. So you told me it's convenient. It may be overpriced. It may be out of line of my budget. I'm going to spend it because it's convenience. Now, a boomer, they would look at Uber Eats like it was insane. A madman. What do you mean? Spend, I'm spending $10 on a meal and then the delivery fee is another 10 That's insane. So you got to know who you're talking to and what makes sense to what. So that's one. Messaging. Be clear in your messaging. Figure out what makes your audience tick and then use words and verbiage that makes sense for that audience. Not everyone communicates the same. All right. That's lesson one. Lesson two. I got my notepad here, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. 
because I, I prepared for this one today. All right. Okay. Now that's externally changing your messaging. You must change your business internally, <laughs> your processes. All right. What happens when someone shops with you? An affluent person wants to know that when they give someone a check, their business will be put in responsible hands, right? I don't want to go shop with Joe Schmo down the street if he doesn't have processes. For example, Jay, you sit here again. Let's talk about it. If I hire a videographer, I'm an affluent person, right? And I make a couple million dollars a year. I have a successful business, whatever it may be. I hire a videographer. I don't want a videographer that rolls up with a Adobe digital camera. It looks like a camera that I bought from Walmart. Like I remember, shout out to Ace Hood, right? <laughs> when I started my first company, uh, we, we were doing a behind the scenes video and uh, we had like this, I don't know, man, it was a terrible camera. It was like one of those flip out cameras that you hold like this. And Ace Hood said, that's what y'all shooting on? And I said, man, I was so shamed, but when we went back home, I said, we can't bring this camera out anymore because we'll never be hired by someone on his level. He, at that time, he was a star, right? He's the person that we're there for. We're trying to, you know, get in the room with him and get a relationship. But that relationship's dead because he doesn't even respect our equipment. But anyway, back to my story. So if I hire a videographer and he shows up with that type of camera, he doesn't have the lighting equipment. He doesn't have... Uh, he doesn't look nice. He doesn't. He's not dressed nice. Whatever it may be, it can be a complete turnoff to someone on that level. Now, if you hire, for example, hire KMG, he shows up with this beautiful camera that he's shooting on. I look like I'm in 3D, right? He got this beautiful light. Jay, he's not dressed nice today, but usually he is, right? He shows up the way he is, hair, you know, hair retwisted, braided back, right? He shakes his hand firmly, looks good, looks great. He pulls up. He has to cart with equipment. Everything looks beautiful. It looks, before the product's even shot, his presentation shows that he can be trusted. So how does your business look to people, right? How does, how does your business come across to people when they want to shop with you? For example, if your website's terrible, that's a problem. Your website should be up and running. It should be beautiful, right? That way people come to your website, they take you seriously. There should be a seamless way to be in contact with you. I can submit a form on your site. It goes straight to you. Uh, somebody reaches back out to them. There's a professional on the phone saying, hey, how are you doing? Even if it's yourself, right? Hey, how are you? I got your form online. How can I help you? Your business processes should be on. They should reflect the processes of a bigger company. And even if you don't have a team, there's a lot that you can do by yourself. Like I said, picking up the phone with a very professional greeting. I called someone the other day. They literally picked up the phone and said, yo. I said, wow. I feel disrespected as a consumer. What makes you think that you can just say yo to me when I pick up the phone, when I call you? I'm looking to spend money with you. But now I don't want to spend money with you because I don't feel like you're on the level that I am. You know what I mean, Jay? Make sense? So make sure that there's process. Jay works with a lot of professional clients all the time, and he understands that, right? They contact him. The messaging has to be on point where he speaks, right? No misspelled words, no slang. Those type of things got to be cut out. So make sure that your processes are on point when people want to shop with you, right? So we're talking about messaging. We're talking about processes. Then 
the set, the third and last point is how do you find these people? You say, okay, well, I'm doing all this, but where are these people? There's different things that you could do. Go to where they are. Break out of your bubble. I don't know where you're watching this from, but most cities have a downtown. And you know where down, you know what happens downtown? Business. A lot of offices. I heard this one trick before, uh, Jay. I, I never used this. But I actually did use this one time. When there's a networking event, and I'm talking about entrepreneurs who are struggling, you may not even have the money to buy a drink, right? Alcoholic beverage when you go out. Go to one of these bars, order a club soda with a lemon or a lime to go on the side. No one knows what you're drinking. Just hang around. Start up conversation with people. Right? Know what you're talking about. Be be knowledgeable of your industry. Know what's happening in the in the latest news in your industry so you can talk about business with people, right? Hand out a card. Join a net, uh, join a co-working space, right? There usually you can find a co-working space that lets you drop in a couple times a week for maybe a hundred, you know, a hundred bucks a month, whatever it is. And it may sound like a lot to some people, but it's completely worth it. I'm telling you, you can literally change your entire business by getting around different people. So that's it. So find the people, right? That's physically. Now, if you're looking to advertise, do do like I said, what I said in the beginning, right? When you mapped out those avatars, take those avatars, plug them directly into the Facebook ads manager. You can target by interest, demographic, culture, all kinds of different things. Put the avatar in there. And then put a small budget, right? And we'll talk about this later, but, you know, whatever budget you like to spend, spend it, right? It can be 20 bucks, five bucks, whatever it is. But spend the budget to find your audience. Do some testing. If you need help, contact your boy. We can help you with that. But anyway, that's my thing. Recession-proofing your business one-on-one. I can go on and on and on and on about this. Like I said, we're doing this right now for my business. So, we have a lot of changes externally and internally that will be coming soon. So uh, take a look at that. And uh, I can't wait to share that with you guys, actually, because it's, it's going to be amazing. Um, matter of fact, I'll share something with you before I leave. We're going for a long time today. But something that I'm doing internally so that we can be a better company externally is mapping out our billing process. Right? For my team. What does that look like? How much does it actually cost me to have my team on board? And how much does the team members actually make for the business per seat, right? So that's something called revenue per seat. How much revenue does each team member bring in? How much are they responsible for individually? That's a number that typically most people don't know. I didn't know. I'm still working on it right now. But those are different things that we're doing to, to make sure that we're a better company uh, so we can provide better services. But let's move into the tip of the day and wrap this podcast up. The tip of the day, man, listen, this podcast right here, Jay, I'm telling you, recession proofing. And then this tip that I shared with Jay the other day, mind blowing, literally saved me uh, months of trouble that I was having. You have a business account on Instagram. And you're wondering, why can't I use licensed 
music. It is frustrating. Everybody's creating these reels. They got all these cool songs, the latest trends. And you know, Instagram right now is all about latest trends on reels. If you're not a part of the latest trend on, on reels, you're behind, right? And a, and a big part about that is the music choice. If you have a business account on Instagram, you've been locked out the music. I'm going to give you the tip on how to get licensed music for your business account. First things first on Instagram, all right? What you want to do is you want to go to your profile settings. Excuse me, I just burped. So you want to go to your profile settings. What you want to do is change your profile category. You know what, Jay? Let's do this on camera while I'm here so I don't tell anybody the wrong uh, directions, all right? All right, so we're here. We're going to go to, can you see that? We're going to go to edit profile, all right? So edit profile. Under public business information, you're going to go to category. Category, you're going to change your category to entrepreneur, all right? Entrepreneur. Change entrepreneur. Once you get back into the settings, you're going to go down to profile display. And then where it says display category label, you're going to click that off. All right. You're going to hit done. And then hit done again. Once you get back here, you're now classified as an entrepreneur, not a business. Once that happens, you go to your Instagram reels or stories, and now you will have access to all licensed music on Instagram. And there you go. Now you can create beautiful reels and be a part of the trends. You're welcome. God bless you. All right. So that's it. Jay, any, any, any words from you? No? You good? Ah, okay. Listen, Jay, you want me to plug my ebook? That's what you want to do. Okay, listen. We're talking about leads for affluent people, this and that, right? I can teach you how to do this very simply. And I'm going to teach you about it for free. All you have to do is go to my DM, send me the word leads, and I will send the ebook to you. Go to my Instagram, C-A-S-S-4-Q-L. That's on Instagram. DM the word leads, and I'm going to send you my ebook, Stacking Leads for Free, the number one guide on how to set up occasion ads and generate leads for your business. All right. So do that. And I promise you, it'll help you greatly. If you need more help outside of the ebook, we have a bunch of other resources for you. You can schedule a consultation. We have a webinar. We have a course coming, all those type of things. But for right now, get the ebook. It's completely free to you. Uh, we spend a lot of time doing that. So get that. A lot of information in there. All right. So that's it, guys. Please share this podcast with somebody that you think will find it valuable. I promise you it's super valuable. Take the information that you learned today and apply it. Just don't listen for entertainment. I know my voice is sexy and sultry and all that stuff like that. But outside of that, use the information. All right. Thank you. No more. Uh, Jay, we don't have coffee again. But anyway, peace. Blessings. Cheers. <laughs>